Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. So I've got a a message that I think uh, is from the Lord for us all here today, and it is in in particular for today. Sometimes I don't know uh, too many weeks ahead of time, but I knew that this message was for today uh, a few months ago. The Lord really kind of impressed upon me that this was the message for this particular week. Uh, And so I've got a message to share with you, and I hope it blesses you, and I hope it touches you. At the same time, I really think that there are parts of it that they are going to make some people go, and other people go, yeah. And then there are going to be other parts of the messages that those same people go, and the other people are going to go, yeah. Okay, so there's a message here, a little bit for everybody and a little bit not for everybody. Okay, and so I know, listen, I know that many of you are very excited, but you know what? There's a purpose for this, and you'll see it in the end. Stay with me. Uh, in this message, and I think the message will come across and you'll understand what I'm talking about. I know that many of you are excited. We'll be gathering together again in person next Shabbat. And all right, man, next Shabbat, man, I'll tell you what, it was, it was amazing in here today. And I know that many of you have been chomping at the bit to get here for live services, in-person services. It has been so long. I can't believe it. It's been mid-March since we were gathered here together. I mean, that, that, that's an eternity ago. And, and just to walk through those doors, right? Just, I've had so many people, so many people tell me that just when they, I had some people say, I remember uh, one of our dear members, uh, young adults say that when they just drove up the driveway, it, it brought emotion to them because they hadn't been here in so long. And then just walking in those doors, there's just something sweet and beautiful uh, about it, of that there's uh, no doubt here. And, and, but, but, but our journey, our journey, beloved, through this maelstrom is not yet over, sadly. We have a long way to go to return to normal. <laughs> we are, even though we're having in-person next week, man, we are a long way from normal. Uh, first of all, even for those of you who are coming, it will not be business as usual. We put the guidelines up on the website today, and I had uh, somebody before the service say, wow, that was a long list of, of things on the website. And I'm like, yeah, it sure was. So, uh, so it's not going to be business as usual, even for those of you who are coming. There's going to be social distancing. There's going to be temperature checks. There's going to be no kids program. There's going to be no Oneg. Additionally, masks are going to be required over the nose and mouth. 100% of the time indoors, except if you're on the stage here ministering. And beyond this, if the numbers spike again, guess what? We'll go back to virtual only 
again. I mean, that's just, that's just how we're going to roll with this. So we're going we're to have to play this a little bit by ear. So I, I uh, full disclaimer here uh, is that, you know, we're just going to have to see how it goes. And, you know, some people say in the winter the numbers are going to spike back. Other people say, no, it's not. Well, we're going to see what happens, y'all. We're just going to uh, play it by ear, but, uh, but we just don't know what's going to happen. And that's the flat out truth. That it, and of course, also, we recognize that we have a lot of new friends who've who've come into our little shuttle <laughs> here at Daniel, right, from all over the country and indeed all over the world through our YouTube channel, and they'll not be able to come here physically, right? I mean, uh, we've got some dear uh, friends and, uh, who, who watch from Scotland every week. Man, they don't miss it. We have people from, from in the Middle East and Israel and some of the Arab countries that watch every week. And uh, we've got people from uh, the islands that, that watch every week, from South America, uh, from, from Africa that watch every week, every week, you know, and, uh, and sadly, they're not going to be able to join us every Shabbat, okay, even when we start in-person services, but that's okay, because they'll still continue to be watching on our YouTube channel, but many, but also many of our local members who are local will not be with us physically, there are plenty of our local mishpacha who are not going to be here physically. Why? Some will not be here because they are immunocompromised, right? And others because they are seniors who are more susceptible to the worst cases of the virus, uh, as we know. And others because they interact with, with some of those people. You know, it could be because they interact with some of those people. Whatever their reasons and whatever your reasons, if you're, if you're deciding it's just not the right time, we will miss you and we will miss them. But I have a very important message to all of our mishpacha. Here is an important message to all of our mishpacha. It's from Yochanan, the book of John chapter 13, starting in verse 34, which is Yeshua saying this, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, so also you must love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Mm, that's so beautiful, isn't it? Love one another. Let me say it again. Love one another. Beloved, this is what we need to do regardless now, I'm going to dig a little bit into this topic here, and I'm going to pick at it just a little bit. Why? Because it's so important. Let me say this. Please, please, everybody hear this. What I'm, the different things I'm going to be sharing, I promise you, they're not directed to anyone. You know, if, if any of you have shared with me your, your feelings about things over the last year, uh, please know, nothing I'm going to say is directed to anybody as God is my witness. For many months, I've been, I've been contemplating this particular message and how to share it. Uh, and so please, let the Lord just minister to you all and don't take anything personal because we got to love one another. I remember the weekend of the 4th of July, I gave a message and the name of the message was called United. United was the, was the message. You can look it up on the YouTube channel. It was a message calling for unity. In fact, I regret it afterwards. I should have said Atlanta, United. But I, I didn't do it, but I just did it then. I got it in, yes. Okay, so I talked then about Psalm 133, verse 1. And it is the theme scripture of Beth Hillel. It's been on our letterhead since we started at Beth Hillel. 
uh, back in the late 70s, uh, even as a ministry. What does Psalm 133.1 say? It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Be'achad. In unity. Because, my friends, here's the truth. The truth is that whether you are here next week, next weekend, or if you're watching the streams from home, we must be in unity. You understand is that, is that I don't want for us to have two congregations, a congregation of the, of the people who are actually coming once we start in person, and then the congregation of people who are not coming. And two, no, 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 no. And for that matter, a third congregation of people who are out of the state. No, no, no. We are one. We are in unity. We've got to be in unity. Beloved, no matter where we are, we got to be biachad in unity. That's what Psalm 133, verse 1, how good and how pleasant it is, the Lord says, for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. Because remember this, my friends, who is it who wishes to divide us? Who is it? The, that's right, the adversary, the adversary, Hasatan. He wishes to divide us. My gosh, look around in our country. What do you see? You see massive division. I'm not saying that we should all think the same, group think, and all be robots. I'm not saying we all have to agree on everything. That's definitely not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that division is not good. Division is not of the Lord. Even if people disagree, we've got to, wait for it, love one another. The adversary wishes to divide us because in doing so, there is less love, less ground taken, and less victory. There's less victory if there's more division. See, this is one of the, the main reasons why I want to say, without reservation, that those of you who are choosing not to come back in person yet, I support you 100%. I really want you to hear that. And, and that's, of course, at least as you're still watching the stream every week. Of course, now you know, you listen, you've got to be doing that. If you're not watching the stream, I don't support you. No, no, okay. I'm, <laughs> what, what, I, what I'm saying is I support you in, in, in this decision. You keep watching that stream, though, if you're not coming here physically. I support you because you have reasons why you're not ready yet. I get it, and I want you to feel no condemnation whatsoever. I hope you're really hearing me. I'm preaching it straight from my heart. At the same time, I would exhort you to be careful not to judge those who are choosing to return. Allow me to share this scripture with you that I think may help you to, uh, to be understanding and to be compassionate to those who are choosing to come in person. Here's the scriptures from Romans chapter 14, starting in verse 1. Think about this, uh, brothers and sisters. Now, accept the one who is weak in faith, but not for the purpose of disputes about opinions. One person has faith to eat anything, but the weak eats only vegetables. Don't let the one who eats disparage the one who does not eat. And don't let the one who does not eat judge the one who eats. For God has accepted him. Who are you to judge another servant? Oof. Amen. Here's the point, my friend. We have to love 
one another. By this, we read, the world will know that we are Yeshua's disciples if we love one another. If we are to have unity in the body, we have to love one another from the heart genuinely and purely. So when someone mentions to you how much they enjoyed being back at Beth Hillel and how special it was to be back in this building and how they could feel the moving of the Spirit, I would exhort you and encourage you, do not give them a jaundiced eye or condemn them for their choice. Be happy for them and love them. Why? Because we're a team. We're a team. And don't feel as though they're condemning you for not coming. Because we as believers can't be doing this. Romans 14 is crystal clear. Now, there are others of you who will be coming in person beginning perhaps next week. You can't wait. And you're going to enjoy for sure, even with the guidelines, man, even with the mask. You're like, man, okay, I got the mask. I'm going to enjoy anyway, even with the guidelines, right? I would exhort you to be careful not to judge those who are choosing not to come in person, but are continuing to watch online. Allow me to share this scripture with you that I think may help you be understanding and compassionate to those who are choosing to to come back in person. Romans chapter 14, rather, for those who are choosing not to come back yet in person. Romans 14, starting in verse 1. Now accept the one who is weak in faith, but not for the purpose of disputes about opinions. One person has faith to eat anything, but the weak eats only vegetables. Don't let the one who eats disparage the one who does not eat. And don't let the one who does not eat judge the one who eats. For God has accepted him. Who are you to judge another servant? Here's the point, my friends. We have to love one another. By this, the world will know that we are Yeshua's disciples. If we are to have unity in the body, we have to love one another genuinely. So when someone mentions to you that they are not comfortable coming back yet, please do not try to make them feel guilty or condemned. Encourage them to be faithful in watching and let them know that you'll keep their seat warm until they return because we're a team And don't feel as though they're condemning you for coming. Because as believers, we can't do this. Romans 14 is crystal clear. Now, I hope if you were listening at all, (laughs) you caught the fact that it was the same charge to both people. (laughs) It was the same scripture verse. It was the same charge. It was the same exhortation. It was the same basic words To both people, we have to love each other, period, end of sentence. Coming in person is not a salvation issue. Yes, we are commanded not to forsake assembling together, but we do have the internet today. Hello. And yes, I agree, it's not quite the same. 
but it is coming together virtually and I think fulfills the commandment in situations such as these. We have to be supportive of one another. We have to be kind to one another. We have to be thoughtful of each other. And also, for that matter, I know that some of you, there's some of you who, who are watching and, and, and perhaps you have issues with all of the governmental mandates. You hear this from some people, right? And, and the shutting everything down and, and places requiring masks and all that kind of thing. And I'm not gonna get into that beyond saying that as a house of worship, you know, it's, it's a slippery slope in your house of worship. Uh, and I love that we have the freedom to choose whether to open or not. I appreciate that as a house of worship. That's dangerous if you, know, if you forcibly close houses of worship. I'm glad that we have the freedom to decide, and I'm pleased that we have the freedom to require masks or not require masks or social distancing in our congregation, and we have the freedom to choose to do so or not to do so. Great. So with our freedom, we are choosing to require the masks and, and, and the other social distancing and the other guidelines with our freedom. This is what we're requiring. Why are we requiring this? Well, there's the obvious that I want to keep everybody as safe as possible. I care deeply about the flock, but as you know, and, and listen, this is not a shock to anybody. You've been around the world. You've talked to people. There are plenty of people who think that this is overblown, think that masks and social distancing guidelines are a bit over the top. You've heard this for sure from, from people. Well, I'd like to give you some food for thought, and that's pun intended, which will become more clear, because the primary reason why we're requiring masks, and we're going to require masks, face, mouth, and nose for the entire, anytime you're inside here, the primary reason why we're requiring this and have pretty strong guidelines on this is because, wait for it, we want to love one another. Now, what do you mean, Rabbi? What do you mean by that? We want to love one another. What does that mean? You say, I don't know. No, 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 no. Well, hear me on this. Perhaps you haven't thought about it in this context, especially when it comes to a house of worship. I want to explain to you just a little bit more so that you have an understanding that so that no matter where you're coming from, you can kind of see the big picture. And then I think it will help us be more biachad in unity. Okay. Uh, because uh, um, let's see. Okay. There's certainly plenty of people there are plenty of people, and you know this, who would not feel comfortable coming in person if they felt the guidelines recommended by our medical professionals were not followed. So there are plenty of people who wouldn't come in person unless they knew the, the, that we were doing these certain things. So I want for you to think of those people. And even these, these people could be visitors, people who are not even part of the congregation, but visitors, but people who wouldn't come unless we had these guidelines in place. You know that there are a lot of people like that. Okay, so great. I want you to be thinking of these people as we recount this scriptural story. Because Rabbi Shaul was reflecting on certain freedoms that he had in Messiah. Yet he noted that others did not feel at peace eating certain meats. Why? Because some of them had done so previously as a form of idol worship. And so because of that, some people, 
Even though Rabbi Shaul felt he had the freedom, some other people felt like they didn't have the freedom because of some things that had happened in their past that affected them and their conscience regarding how they were eating meat. So how does Rabbi Shaul handle this? This is important. Why? Because it's about a heart issue. And I want you to feel the heart issue regardless of, of your opinion on the merits of whatever is going on in the world right now. How does Rabbi Shul handle it? We need to examine the scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12 says this. Rabbi Shul says, In this way, when you sin against the brothers and sisters and wound their conscience within his weak, you sin against Messiah. For this reason, if food causes my brother to stumble, I will never eat meat again so that I do not cause my brother to stumble. So says Rabbi Shaul. Do you hear his heart here? His heart here is out of love. That's his heart. His heart is out of love. I think that Shaul, Rabbi Shaul, if he were in this situation today, would say that if not wearing a mask causes my brother to stumble, then I will wear a mask. That's what I think that he would say, especially in the context of a house of worship where you know some people won't come unless they believe that you are following the guidelines. So even if you think a mask is unnecessary, wearing a mask allows you not to cause your brother to stumble. And knowing, and knowing that some will not be at peace unless we have them made this a very easy decision for us to require them. This is in addition, of course, to the, to the medical preventative benefits, right? Now, I hope, this, uh, I hope some of this helps you be more at peace as to what we're doing and kind of where you're at and your thoughts about this. And, and if you have a medical reason not to wear one, then please keep watching the stream. There's some people who medically uh, have, cannot, cannot wear a mask. And, 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 and for sure, listen, keep watching those streams, because why you are with us. We are one body, my friends. We are one kahilah, Lord, mishpacha, beloved. We are one congregation. We are one body together, here physically, community center physically, or virtually, if you're watching us on the internet right now. We are one body. I want you to feel that, and I want you to feel the love Okay, because we love you no matter what it is, where you're at, etc. Rabbi Shaul continues in the same theme in Romans chapter 14. What does he say in verse 13? Therefore, let us not judge one another from now on, but rather decide this, not to put a stumbling block or a trap in the way of a brother. I know and I am persuaded in the Lord Yeshua that nothing is unholy in itself, but it is unholy for the one who considers it unholy. For if your brother is grieved on account of my food, you're no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy by your food the one for whom Messiah died. Oof, that's strong. Skipping to verse 19. So then let us pursue what makes for shalom or peace and for the building up of one another. Stop tearing down the work of God for the sake of food. Indeed, all things are clean, but wrong for the man who, by eating, causes stumbling. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything by which your brother stumbles. The faith you have, keep it to yourself before God. Wow, that's, that's powerful words right there. And honestly, this charge is valid for people from both sides of this perspective. 
no matter where you lie, this, this message is for you on both sides of this issue and, and things that we're looking at in society today. I think we can see in this the charge to stay focused on the big picture, the big picture, to love one another, to build up the body. The adversary tears down. Remember, we talked about that earlier. The adversary tears down. God builds up. We want the Lord to build up. By this love, others will know that we are his disciples. And remember, I'm not saying that we all have to have groupthink. It's okay for all of us to have different perspectives. It's okay. It's okay if you feel strongly this way or that way. Okay, that, that's your perspective. No, but within wherever you're at, we have to have a love for people who don't share your perspective. This is of great importance, of great importance. And it's the same principle that applies to, <laughs> that applies to your leadership also, my friends. We're, we're not perfect. <laughs> love us. <laughs> Will you please love me? <laughs> the name Kevin actually means lovable. Thank you very much. Friends, we're, we're not perfect. I hope you understand that, beloved. We're not perfect. And you can't help but notice that houses of worship are all over the board as to what they're doing. I mean, have you seen that? You know, lots of, of, of houses of worship have opened, closed at different times. They all have different guidelines. All of them are all, it's just all across the board. Some are still not open. Honestly, it's hard to discern. I hope you can appreciate that. It's a difficult time we're living in. My bias has been cautious. Wearing a seatbelt doesn't mean you don't have faith. Thank you for your love for us and for praying for us. It's been a challenging season and it's not over. We don't know what the future will hold. But if we do miss it at times, my friends, truly, Chavarim, if we do miss it at times, then please forgive us. Please forgive me. Be merciful and know that we're trying our best. And whatever you do, our goal is for it to be out of love. And so please love us. We're, we're just trying our best, my friends. First Peter chapter 4, verse 8 says this, Above all, keep your love for one another constant. For love covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> that's true, Daniel? See, it's all about love, beloved. That's what it's all about. And it should be regarding people in your life. This isn't just a principle of, of what happens at Bethlehem. This is a much bigger principle than this because you see on social media, people are tearing each other apart in this country. Tearing each other apart. Hate. Golly, there's a lot of hate that's going on from, from every angle. Brothers and sisters, this should not be. We who are mamanim, we who are believers in Moshiach, we have to set a standard of love. Not saying that we have to compromise what we believe. If you principally believe something, there's, then believe it. But, but, but our attitude towards others should be one of ahava, love of love. And this is what will carry our mishpacha through the storm. We have to be together in unity. And how will we be in unity? It's so interesting how it's put. It really ministers to me and, and speaks to me. And, and it's a little funny too. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. How will we be in unity? Therefore I, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you were called 
with complete humility and gentleness, with patience, putting up with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit, the Ruach, in the bond of shalom, peace. See, we have unity, as the Word tells us, by complete humility, gentleness, patience, and by putting up with one another in love. I love how he says that. <laughs> I love how he says that. You can tell that they had some issues uh, going on in Ephesus right there. Uh, you know, putting up with one another in love. I just think you got to put up with one another in love sometimes. That's what the Word tells us. You know that some people do things that make it difficult to love them in, in your life. I'm sure that you have people that do things that make it hard to love them. Okay, putting up with one another in love, but we're commanded to. And this goes for those who are hard to love also. We must love them. We must love them. We must love them. The title of my message is Love One Another. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if there's somebody who's watching today who... Eh, just feels like they got, they've been caught up in a lot of the balagon that's going on in the world right now. And, uh, and even though they, they believe that they might be right about something in principally, but if, they, if, if some of the love has been lost, maybe the edge of love has been lost, if that's you, just allow the Lord to touch you. Allow the Lord to minister to you. Just say to the Lord, Lord, even though I believe what I believe, Lord, please, I pray, God, that I will love, be loving toward my fellow man and woman because this is what you've called me to do. Lord, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for each and every person who, who, who may feel like that, or for that matter, may feel that other people have, have not been, and, and maybe their hurts. I pray for healing. I pray for healing of our country. I pray for healing of our, uh, anybody who's watching who has been hurt in some way, shape, or form. God, I pray that we just love one another, God. Lord, we can have different opinions, but, but what's, what we can't compromise on is our love for one another. Thank you, Lord, for each person watching, and thank you for our congregation. Thank you that we are getting back together again next week in person for those who are comfortable, Lord. And I, I bless you, Lord, for those who will be in these pews and next door and in the community center. And I thank you for those who are going to be watching at home from the, from the stream. God, because we are one body. Mm-hmm. Adversary, you have no authority over this congregation. I see, I see, I'm preaching this message before anybody comes on purpose. Why? Because I'm not directing it to anybody. But before anything ever happens, but, but Adversary, you have no authority over this in the name of Yeshua, Lord. We are together in unity. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. Lord, I thank you for this, God. And I, Lord, I ask right now, if you're watching this, and if you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, then I want to ask you to say this prayer after me. And in doing so, you're going to receive the Messiah Yeshua, and he's going to change your life. He is, he is, is the ultimate peace and is the ultimate love. God is love. So repeat this prayer after me if you've never said a prayer to receive your Messiah. Dear God, I humbly come before you, and I ask Yeshua to come into my heart, Lord. 
I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Forgive me of my sins, oh God. I'll live the rest of my days for you. I thank you for this in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, I want you to send us an email. Let us know that you committed your life to God. He'll change you if you say that. If you, if you were thinking about it, back up the YouTube and, and, and repeat that prayer. He'll change you on the inside. You, you will notice the presence of God in your life. You'll be different from this day forward. You'll notice it. So, so if you said that prayer, send us an email. We just want to encourage you. Lord, I thank you, God, for this time. I thank you, Lord, for the Shabbat service that you have brought us here together, that you will be bringing us here again next week. And, uh, and for, the, for everybody watching, Lord, I pray blessings on them. I thank you for these things, Lord. You're a good God. In Yeshua's name, in the name of the Messiah, shall we pray amen and amen. amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethel family, please visit our website at www.bethalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.